The Informed Fitness Podcast with Adam Zickerman and co-host Mike Rogers is a presentation of Informed Fitness Studios, a small family of personal training facilities specializing in safe, efficient, high-intensity strength training. On our bi-monthly podcast, Adam and Mike discuss the latest findings in the areas of exercise, nutrition, and recovery with leading experts and scientists. We aim to debunk the popular misconceptions and the urban myths that are so prevalent in the fields of health and fitness, and to replace those sacred cows with scientific-based, up-to-the-minute information on a variety of subjects. We'll cover exercise protocols and techniques, nutrition, sleep, recovery, the role of genetics in the response to exercise, and much more. On this episode, Adam welcomes Tammy Kohlschmidt, who explains how the use of thermography detects early inflammation throughout the body, foreseeing health problems years before symptoms may manifest. Here's what people really need to understand about thermography. It allows you to see what you cannot yet feel. It's the start of early disease detection, which will let you be preventative. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today is going to be a very interesting topic, something I don't know very much about. It's called thermography. And today I have with us Tammy Kohlschmidt. Hello, Tammy. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. I'm just going to read a little bit about Tammy's uh, CV, if you will. Tammy is a well-rounded practitioner in multiple healing disciplines. Uh, She's a certified clinical thermographer, which is what we're going to be talking about today. She's also a licensed dental hygienist. She's a certified body talk practitioner, which we'll delve into on another podcast if you come back, if you, if you want to come back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy believes that health and well-being are a reflection of many different things, including energy, spiritual healing, nutrition, anti-inflammed, staying anti-inflamed. Tammy is a founding member of the American Academy of Oral Systemic Health. She is a past member of Dentistry for Diabetics and Centers of Dental Medicine. She's a current member of Thermography Unlimited and the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. She has also co-hosted a national radio show on sustainable dentistry. She teaches and lectures on thermography and has been interviewed on the Oral Health Summit with Jonathan Landsman. She is currently co-hosting the show Sustainable Dentistry, A Better Way with Dr. Reed Winnick, another friend of mine, client, who is her colleague in business on the Manhattan Cable Channel 57. So, Tammy... Yes. Thermography. Yes. What the hell is thermography? (laughs) Well, before I open into that, I I do want to give just some acknowledgement to you, Adam, because your ingenuity and what you do has been a godsend into my life. So I thank you for that. Um, You definitely disrupted the way that I see exercise and working out. So... Thank you. Kudos to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I did not pay her to say that. No, no. And also I do want to um, acknowledge your listeners because if they're following you, then I have a feeling that they're also disruptors to mm. to anything mainstream. So is, is thermography a disruptor? Is that what you're trying total to say? Total disruptor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So th- you asked, what is thermography? Um, it's called Digital infrared thermal imaging, and Mm -hmm. it measures your body's temperature using an infrared camera. 
The reason this is important is because we can screen for inflammation. And there's no other test out there that can really do that with a visual. Mm. Number one, your body temperature doesn't lie. It tells us everything we need to know. Uh, There's no pain. There's no radiation. There's no body contact. And it was approved for use in 1982 by the FDA. So it's not new. However, it's just not well known. And it's not used by mainstream medicine, mainly because it's not taught in universities. So when you say it was approved by the FDA, approved for what? For use in health screening and in uh, cancer detection for the breasts. Okay. And does it how exactly? Well, so, well, let me just kind of walk you through what an appointment would be like so that we get an idea of how it does. The patient comes in, it's a temperature controlled room at about 68 degrees Mm. because the body has to acclimate to that cool temperature so that your true inflammation comes out and not just all of your body heat, let's say from walking to the appointment, climbing stairs, things Mm. like that. So as the body acclimates to the temperature, you're actually in a gown. You're not wearing clothing because we are. Did you say the room is 60 degrees? 68 all right, so you're freezing your ass off. You're cold, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we don't cool for too long. It's like mm-hmm. a 10-minute cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a dark room. So for those of you who are modest, it's cool. Um, it's a very dark room. You take off your gown, and then we do images. It's like getting your picture taken. Mm-hmm. But again, there's no body contact. There's no pain, no radiation. It's very safe, non-invasive. And You're naked at this point. You yes. So it's like a clo- like a cold Playboy shoot. <laughs> I've had some really funny comments about that, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. People who have a great sense of humor have lots to say mm, when they're I in bet. the room. I bet. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating because you can see your body on the screen. You can see all the different colors that come up. Uh, we use the colors of the rainbow. So white is the hottest. So typically, where we see white. We're seeing heat, we're seeing inflammation, we're seeing stagnation, and then black is the coolest. So you'll see all colors between the rainbow, reds, greens, orange, and they all mean something in relative to the other side of the body. So we're balancing and measuring symmetry. So the colors and the patterns that the colors make all mean something. Mm. Then it goes to our doctor. I use uh, Dr. Greg Melvin. He's my reading doctor. And he generates a report. He's an MD doctor? Um, It can be MDs. He's actually a chiropractor. He's a holistic Mm -hmm. uh, chiropractor. He started reading thermal images, I think, over 30 years ago. So he kind of was one of the you know, foundation front runners in it. So you're a technician, so you don't read them? No, I'm a technician. I take Mm -hmm. the images. Mm Mm-hmm. Then what happens is after Dr. Melvin generates the report, I sit down with the patient. We go through it completely so they understand everything about their body and what they're seeing. And we make recommendations and we get them on basically back on track to health. And you can tell a lot from, like you said, the colors represent different temperatures. Correct. So basically you're reading throughout the body, what the temperatures are all over the place. Right. And if it's white, that would be probably a concern if you saw a white section somewhere. It could be, yes. Certain areas of your body will be will be white hot naturally. For example? Uh, for example, the very inner corner, the inner canthus of your eyes, hmm. that'll be white. Uh, the navel 
is usually white. Uh, so navels are hot. Hot. Yes. <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> oh, you're funny. I did not expect this. I love it. Yeah. So the colors now, now black, for instance, if I see a black nose, that's a really good sign because it means the airflow is really moving. If your nose is yellow, red, green, any color other than black, mm -hmm. then we know we've got inflammation, stagnation, infection. It could be a very like sinus infection. Sure. could be a variety of things. Yeah. So it seems to me that this is uh, something that doesn't necessarily diagnose, but it is more of a a clue. It's an assessment tool. An assessment tool, right? Yeah, so it's an you assessment see, you tool. See, you mentioned uh, breast cancer. So I, I assume that you do a thermography with, with a woman and you notice maybe a hot spot here or there in, in the breast tissue. And at that point you say, okay, let's, I think you have to get a mammography. I mean, there could be a lot of reasons why you have a hot spot. doesn't necessarily mean there's a tumor. You can have right. lymphatic stagnation. You can mm -hmm. have a fibroadenoma. You can have a cyst infection, mm -hmm. many things. The next step would be an ultrasound and a three-month follow-up with thermography because we want to see how that heat changes. Hopefully, it improves and goes away. But if it becomes well-defined and organized, then you know that you have angiogenesis, which is new blood vessel growth. Right. That is a tumor. So, yeah. So, am I understanding of certain physiology. I mean, when you, uh, I know cancer kind of directs the body to feed it with, with more blood with vessels. Blood, yeah. And uh, I would assume when that process is occurring, that it generates heat and that's where it shows up on a thermography. Correct. But I would, I mean, if I was a woman and I saw a hot spot, I don't know if I'd want to wait three months to see it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mo most cancers are in the breast are really slow growing. Mm. And if you're coming from the mindset of disrupting mainstream medicine, to run and get radiation on that immediately might not be such a good idea. So we do a lot of different things to help bring that inflammation down and to get that heat to change. And oftentimes the body completely shifts in three months. So that's why I, I would recommend an ultrasound just so you have that anatomical view to match with the physiology, basically. Mm. That is like the best starting point to get you to get you to know what to do next if i'm a woman i think when when a mammography when do they recommend mammography start i think at 40 years old if i remember correctly and that's a problem um that's too young that's that's a lot of radiation if you're doing a mammogram a mammogram once a year mm -hmm. starting at age 40 mm -hmm. it's a problem and they've actually changed that and said well you should now wait until you're 50 so they're starting to realize that the amount of radiation and compression that a mammogram brings is a problem. As a matter of fact, when you sign the consent form, you're signing a consent form that says this procedure can cause cancer. It's in there. So what they've done is they've started to change the way that they use mammograms, which is great because there's more awareness around doing it every single year is a problem. That's why bringing thermography and ultrasounds together smarter approach. There's no pain. There's no body contact. There's no radiation. Now, here, here's what people really need to understand about thermography. It allows you to see what you cannot yet feel. It's the start of early disease detection, which will let you be preventative. What is the best thing you can do when it comes to cancer is not to get it. Women don't understand how to be preventative. So when you do thermal imaging, 
not only are you getting a test to see where your body's at, but you're getting all of these things that you can do to be proactive to bring inflammation down, which is the start of cancer anyway. So it's really a process of education. It's a process of relearning what it is to be healthy in today's toxic world. So when you start seeing hot spots all around the body, so it's not just about the breast. It's so, not uh, at all about, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's about the whole, the whole body. Yeah. So in your practice, uh, why are people coming to you primarily? Well, they're coming to me because they want to know, they want to know where they have inflammation. Mm -hmm. They want to know if they've got stagnation, which could be digestive. It could be lymph lymphatic stagnation. They want to know if they've got neuropathy because oftentimes you don't even know you have neuropathy. So if you have issues with the way your nervous system is messaging, mm -hmm. you have more chances of developing different types of diseases. So thermography is looking at flow systems, blood flow, nerve flow, lymph flow, hormonal flow. There is no other test that can tell you if you have hormonal imbalance in your breast tissue. If you have an estrogen dominant pattern in your breast tissue, which is what thermography shows, you've got a big problem. Now you can look at blood work and, you know, monitor your hormones that way. But even then your blood work might look fine. It's what's in the tissue that is the issue basically. So you get so much more in-depth information about your health mm. when you're looking at simply looking at your temperature patterns. It's amazing actually. Let's talk about some of the low hanging fruit that you get from this. In other words, you know, Obviously, cancer is a very complex thing, and it is. And hot spots show up, and then, you, you know, then, then yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff that I think should be done. But let's let's say you go for your how many how often does somebody come get a reading of thermography, a full, a full body type oh, of thing? What do you the recommend? first the first time you come in, you are going to come back within three to six months based on the amount of inflammation you have, and that's so we can establish your baseline. Once you establish your baseline, it's it's a yearly test, just like you would kind of do a physical and check your blood work, all of that. Because remember, you can't feel inflammation. I mean, you can if it's an injury, but you really don't know it's there unless you do a thermography test. So we're trying to catch things early and detect things early to set you up to be healthy. All right, so give me some examples of low-hanging fruit, like something that you might detect and then you say, okay, let's let's either talk to another doctor or why don't you... Or no. Oh, there's so many. Um Gallbladder issues, kidney distress, cardiac distress, hormonal imbalance. So when you see any of these things and then you're just saying, okay, you should go see your endocrinologist or you should go D see your... It depends on what we find. Right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes actually for kidney distress, I actually start off with investigating what kind of water they're drinking mm -hmm. because there's a reason that those kidneys are showing an issue and it's not always oh my God, you're dying. It's like not always a disease. It actually has to do with what they're putting into their body or not, or not putting into their body. So we start with a really simple plan. And sometimes it even, it's just go see an acupuncturist. Let's stimulate the kidneys. So it's not automatic then if you see something in, in the kidneys, for example, a hot spot, I guess you call it, or a degree of heat that it's not normal. It's not automatic for you to say, okay, you have to see a nephrologist. No, it isn't. No, it's not. Because you can see different things. You can see different things and you can make correlations and connections. And Is there a time when you see something in the thermography and say, you need to see a th uh, nephrologist right away? Uh, no, it's, it's really more about let's shift the physiology. 
let's look at what you're doing on a daily basis that would cause your body to be dysfunctional. So usually if a, if a person needs to see a nephrologist, they know it. Like they're, it's too late. Mm-hmm. They have symptoms that are just, there's an issue and they know it. I see. Yeah. So this is seeing things before it's a real disease. Way issue. before. Way These before. Are seeing things that, that you can't are even feel beginnings it. of maybe a disease state. But Correct. And our bodies know how to heal themselves. It's an innate wisdom that we have. The, the issue is no one's looking for it, which is why we do thermography. Most doctors do not understand how the body heals. They really just prescribe medication once you're sick. So it's the idea of a health system versus a disease system. I want you in the early, early stages where Mm -hmm. we can prevent and your body can actually heal itself by making foundational changes. Once you have a disease, you're going to a doctor. Sure. That's just where you're at. Yeah. You're a licensed uh, hygienist. Yeah. my Yes. I started off as a licensed hygienist and I basically skyrocketed with that. I became like a front runner and I actually call myself a periotherapist because the patients that we see- uh, Deep scaling stuff. Right. Well, we do periotherapy. It's not just, oh, come get your cleaning. It's way more than that because Mm. most of the disease that we have is affected or influenced by the health of our mouth. Right. Anything from arthritis to Alzheimer's to heart disease- it all has a correlation to the inflammation in your mouth, whether it's your teeth or your gums. So again, let's catch it early. Let's disrupt the disease model of medicine by not getting the disease. <laughs> and uh, this thermography tie into dental? Can you can you use thermography to help you with your dental hygiene? Totally. Well, okay, so that's kind of how it all started. When I was deep into um, periotherapy, I would talk to Dr. Winnick and say, look, We see so much inflammation in the mouth. If a person has that much inflammation in the mouth, there's no question that they have it in the rest of their body, but we don't know where because they're asymptomatic. So we found thermography so that we can make correlations to the mouth and the rest of the body. And then obviously if they need a doctor, we can refer out. But it was unbelievable. And the other correlation I made when I was working in the mouth is so many people that had gum infections which by the way, we test for those also microscopically through saliva tests. So many of those people that had cancer had certain types of pathogenic bacteria that we were finding. So we were making correlations just early on. And and this was, oh gosh, 15 years ago when we were doing this. And you were seeing this, you were first seeing this stuff with thermography. Well, I was first seeing this stuff as a hygienist. I see. And then as a hygienist, I became very curious and wanted to make correlations through the whole body. That's when thermography came into the practice. Because we have an interesting, um, it's sustainable dentistry, and then we have a wellness department. Well, the wellness department grew out of the fact that there were so many issues in the mouth, people needed other support. Hmm. So now we brought in thermography, we brought in body work, we brought in energy healing, um, we brought in nutritional counseling because a person needs physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual support Mm. to heal, to truly heal. Now your practice deals with the spiritual, not to necessarily get into that right now, but- Uh, It deals with everything. Physical um, would be like thermography, uh, body work, you know, um, mouth. Emotional, mental, spiritual, that's when we get into body talk. That Mm. is the energy healing portion. Gotcha. Yeah. 
It's fascinating. I've seen huge shifts in that three month period of women having like a really hot breast Mm -hmm. and they just start doing these things to make changes and you bring them back in three months and that breast goes way down. What are some common things that can cause a hot breast? Well, and things that you would do to, to, uh, so here's another disruptor. (laughs) Uh, women who wear a bra Mm. for more than 12 hours a day, uh, the risk of cancer is like one in three. When you, yes, there's a really good book called Dress to Kill, and they've, they've done studies. <laughs> it, it, this is the real deal. And no one's talking about this because, you know, well, it damages the bra industry. Anyway, <laughs> so you've got women who wear a bra 12 hours or more, one in three is your risk cancer. Women who wear a bra eight hours or less, it's like a, one in 152 or, or something like that. But it's a drastic drop in risk. Why? Well, number one, if it's an underwire, you're constricting your lymphatic flow. You're constricting the circulation of healthy blood, which is Mm. oxygen and nutrition. Mm -hmm. So you end up heating up your breasts. Now, your breasts should be three degrees cooler than the rest of your body because they're considered an appendage. Same thing with testicles. I mean, you don't see men walking around in a harness with their testicles for 12 hours a day. We used to, and and we were told that our sperm count would drop as a result, and we started wearing, instead of we got rid of the tidy whities, we started wearing boxer shorts. Totally. And then they morphed into, you know, the boxer briefs, which is kind of like a hybrid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So women who who think that they need to be pushed up and pushed in with this wire, what they're really doing is creating creating a, a toxic acidic tissue pool <laughs> of lymphatic stagnation and poor circulation. So a lot of times I tell women, look, you have to go to work, you wear a bra, great. Get rid of the wire, find a softer bra. You will reduce all of that toxicity hmm. in a huge way. And then I have women who are like, well, I just won't wear a bra. I'm like, even better. The healthiest women that come into the clinic when I do thermography they don't, they don't wear a bra very often. Women who wear a bra eight hours or less, no wire, they're in good- Does with- that create a certain type of hot breast, the, the, the bra situation? Like when you can say to somebody, oh, I see what's going on here. You need oh, to just stop wearing You can wearing see your- it, yes. As opposed to some other hot- So it was another hot, situa- hot breast situation where it has nothing to do with their bra. It might have to do with something else. You can get infection. I can talk about this all day. I know. You can, so can I. You Well, you can get infection. Um, a lot of women, their armpits get really stagnated. Mm-hmm. That affects the breast because the way mm-hmm. the lymph drains through the, the lymphatic channels is, you know, through the neck, the clavicle, the armpit, the breast, mm-hmm. it, it's all connected. And a, two really important connections to the breast are your diaphragm and your digestion. So if you have diaphragm restriction, which most people do because they breathe in a shallow way, mm-hmm. the fluid actually reroutes up through the chest wall and back down because the diaphragm isn't functioning as well as it could. Mm-hmm. And then digestive stagnation, the simplest way to explain this is health starts in the gut, period. Yeah, well... I believe that for sure. Yeah. So yeah. there's all yeah. of these things that I teach women about. You guys about. work with nutritionists, I assume. We do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We work when we have Very people for whatever we need. Yeah. And men. Okay. I want men to come in and be screened because they have bodies too. Like so often they don't, they're just not in touch with their body. But we look at prostate inflammation and testicles. Hot but, testicles. Get rid of those tidy whities. Yeah. Yeah. So we do image that as well. All right. So you were saying that thermography is a, um, it's a screening 
Yeah, health assessment tool. Health assessment tool, exactly. Um, Can you just describe the differences between thermography and mammography? Yes. And, and, And why you'd use one versus the other or... Are they substitutes for each other? No. Or, or, okay. So it's like comparing apples and oranges. Okay. Mammograms are an x-ray, essentially. So that would make them an anatomical test. Thermography is a functional test. It's measuring your physiology. So when you do thermography, you're looking at all of the things I mentioned, which would be blood flow, nerve flow, lymphatic flow, hormonal flow, infection, it's it's a large list of what you can see. Different from an anatomical test, which the only thing you're really seeing is an anatomical structure. So you still don't know much about your health. That is the difference between the two tests. Now, from a more holistic point of view, you have the argument, well, mammograms, they cause compression, they cause pain, and they cause, a you know, there's a lot of radiation, which is cumulative into the tissues and harmful over periods of time. Thermography, you don't have any of that. No pain, no radiation, no body contact, totally safe. What makes it even cooler is that you can track, if you do have cancer, you can use it to track how well you're doing because you can take pictures as many times as you want. They both have their place and they both have their use. Doing a mammogram every single year is problematic and it's not teaching you anything about how to be healthy and well. So if you can use the two or shift how often you do a mammogram and use thermography more often, coupled with an ultrasound, you're golden because you're going to learn how to take care of yourself. If that's not of interest to you, then just do your mammogram every year and wait for cancer to develop because that's the road you're on. Yeah, but it's not guaranteed. I mean, like, obviously there are potential side effects to radiation. You're not you're not advocating for women not to get them their mammographies done, are you? I'm advocating for women to do them less mm-hmm. and to learn how to care for themselves so that they can avoid getting cancer in the first place. Are you getting? I mean, does the medical community push back on that? Oh yeah, because uh, absolutely, you know, because they're in a disease model of medicine where you know naturopaths, holistic people, we're in a health model of medicine. So we're looking at it as how do you prevent it? How do you get well? How do you live a lifestyle that will actually ward off disease? Disease model of medicine is wait for you to get the disease and then give you surgery, medication, and what have you. So it's two different ways of approaching your life. Mm -hmm. Respond to this because this is what the FDA said six months ago. And and believe me, I understand how you know, these organizations are pushing the, the, right. the Kool-Aid. But what do you say to the FDA when they said that this is what they quoted? Uh, There's no valid scientific data to demonstrate that thermography devices, when used on their own or with another diagnostic test, are an effective screening tool for any medical condition, including the early detection of breast cancer or other diseases and health conditions. Thermography is also not endorsed by the American Cancer Society, the American College of Radiology, or the Society of Breast Imaging as a method for detecting breast cancer based on an article published in February 2018 in the American Journal of Rowan's Genealogy. Yeah, so a couple of things to say about that. Mm. Number one, follow the money. And number two, they don't understand prevention and health. They're only looking at it from a diseased model of medicine. Mm And I can show you many thermal images that shows angiogenesis. They don't want to endorse it because they don't know what to do with it. 
Western medicine doctors are not trained to know what to do about inflammation. The way they handle inflammation is to just prescribe antibiotics. Right. They, they don't understand how to heal the body. So for them, it's, a, it's not a useful test and it doesn't generate money. I can't say to a person, oh, based on this test, you need a biopsy, you need surgery, you need a prescription, and they can't either. Mm-hmm. So there's no money in thermography, right? but there is a whole load of wellness. And that's the difference. Preventative stuff that you can do. Oh my gosh, so much. Certain clues that you get. So much, because if I see digestive stagnation, Oh, well, let's let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's your whole start with nutrition or infection. There's a lot of people who are running around with parasites and, and have no idea. Yeah. They they're, they're clueless. Yeah, which stems from our eating habits, of course, and yeah. industrialized food. So we need to wrap this up. First of all, where can we find you? Where can people find you? You're based in Midtown Manhattan. Yes. So if you go to thermographyny.com. You can read all about thermal imaging and all of the other wellness services we offer. We are on 120 East 56th Street between Park and Lexington. Okay, good. That's for all all of our New Yorkers. Um, Now, people from all around the world listen to this. So if somebody around the world was interested in thermography, is there a resource that they can go to? to So this is what I usually tell people is um, you can find thermography in different cities, definitely. What I do offer as a service is if you send me your report, I will explain it to you and I will help you figure out what to do for a wellness program. Because a lot of thermal imaging companies do not do that. They just hand you the report and off you go. So if you don't know what you're doing, you could be, you know. Yeah, it's like a doctor handing you your x-ray. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) So I offer that service. Once you have your report, we can talk on the phone, I can guide you and we can, you know, coach you from there. Well, thank you very much. Tammy Schmidt, thermography. And remember, everybody, since the COVID pandemic, uh, we, we pivoted to a lot of virtual training. And I have to tell you, it's working out a lot better than I, than I ever imagined. I'm picking up a lot of new business from this. Now, doesn't mean you have to stay doing virtuals on a weekly basis with us. Uh, if you're interested in this high-intensity exercise that we've been talking about for the last three years, it is beneficial just to do one or two virtual workouts so we can show you how to do a high intensity exercise our way with conventional equipment, dumbbells or chair. You'll be surprised how differently we use a dumbbell versus the conventional methods. It's kind of interesting. So I totally think it's worth it to try virtual workouts and and to be able to learn our technique that we've been uh, advocating for for the last, uh, well, 23 years, but since the podcast, I guess three years now. And to get in touch with us to, to set up for the virtual workouts or to come into our studios, which will be opening up hopefully in a couple of weeks in New York City, you can find us at informfitness.com. And once again, I'd like to thank Tammy Schmidt joining us today. She is part of Thermography for Health New York. Thank you very much. Thank you, Adam. It was a pleasure. This has been the Inform Fitness Podcast with Adam Zickerman. For over 20 years, Inform Fitness has been providing clients of all ages with customized personal training designed to build strength fast. Visit informfitness.com for testimonials, blogs, and videos on the three pillars, exercise, nutrition, and recovery.